Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the taco failure. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, you have no idea what I went through to try and get some tacos right before we started this show. It sounds like it was a real ordeal. I was out there. I was out there pounding the pavement. Yeah. Going from... Taco truck location to taco mm-hmm. truck location. So you have – there are usual taco truck locations, places you will – you know there to be a taco truck regularly. There are, I would say, innumerable yeah. usual taco truck locations. This is this is a neighborhood that is, in a typical situation, lousy with taco sure. trucks. It is, it is like there are as many taco trucks in this neighborhood – under ordinary circumstances, there as there I are, had a nice experience at that pink one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, as there are fleas on a on a on a wayward dog. Sure, that's the normal taco truck situation here in this neighborhood, and I there wasn't even not even the shitty taco trucks were there mm-hmm. because the lunch taco trucks have packed up and the mm. dinner taco trucks have not started out. Mm. Uh, it was like five thirty five when I was doing this. Yeah, and uh, it was my worst nightmare. Yeah. All I wanted was some tacos. Sounds like hell on earth. I was prepared, Jordan, Mm -hmm. I was prepared to eat tacos from the worst taco truck in the neighborhood. Now, I know you don't want to, and I know we don't usually like trash talk on this show, but that's the one on on Parkview, Jordan. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was going to eat tacos at the taco truck on on Parkview. I didn't care. I was that hungry. Shoot. I was ready to eat their C minus carne asada tacos. Oh, boy. I, I had abandoned the even the prospect of uh, eating the good al pastor tacos from up the street. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was ready to eat anything. Now, something I learned recently about taco trucks, I think I was listening to the Doughboys podcast, uh-huh. is that taco trucks uh, usually have a specialty. Yeah. And then everything else they do, they kind of half-assed. Yeah. And if you are a white, yeah. you might not necessarily know what that specialty is. So is it just that... You think you – have you been getting the wrong thing at the C-minus taco truck? No, I've tried several things. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a real shitball taco gotcha. truck. Gotcha. I mean that's a possibility too. But the point is that it's – it's uh, it, 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 it wasn't even there. Mm. And so I'm mm. running on fumes here. All, all I had to eat, Jordan. Yeah. And this is – I mean this is a serious issue for me, Jordan. No, I can tell. I can, I can see it in your eyes. All I had to eat was half a bag of something called Boy Bawang Cornick. Mm-hmm. Which is a, like a Filipino corn nut. Yeah, I guess because of R. I guess there's two things uh, kind of working toward that. Right. I guess our occasional segment where we eat something someone mails us. Yeah. Or I guess something that Emmy Blotnick will buy from the Korean grocer and sure. bring in. Sure, Corn brights, I think, yeah. was the last thing. Yeah. And I guess you've got the web show where Brian and Lindsay totally eat stuff. And this was left over from Brian and Lindsay. We'll totally eat that. Which, let's be clear, we shot four months ago. Sure. But so I guess it leads to probably the predominant thing in the cupboards around here being soft something pink Oreos. Something weird people people want to have eaten as a challenge. Yeah, and that's an or I, an experiment. I thought back to Brian and Lindsay. We'll totally eat that, mm-hmm. which is online at totesy.com, and tried to remember which one of the things they thought was the least gross. Yeah. I settled on Boy Boang Cornick, mm-hmm. adobo flavor. Sure. And What's uh, this again? It's like a Filipino corn nut. Okay. Um, that's adobo flavored. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't was, sound too bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. I'm not... It doesn't have like a, a hint of seafood, which is what I worry about when I'm 
considering a foreign snack. Well, like, I, will this have some sort of artificial seafood powder on it? I definitely declined eating the clam flavored Pringles. Sure, that's a that's uh, a which probably we did have on hand a as good well. Call. Yeah, those those just have a vague, uh, like a. If they honestly, you know what they taste like? Hmm. Cannibalism. Oh, like how sure. I imagine cannibalism. Yeah, like would a human taste. spleen would taste. Yeah, like like a just wrong. They just taste mm-hmm. a little bit like wrong. A get, like they're against God. Exactly. Sure. In defiance of his wishes, wishes mm-hmm. capital H. Yeah. Uh, w- w- so anyway, I-, I can't be held responsible for anything that happens on this program because I could not obtain tacos. Yeah. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I, I couldn't even get a quesadilla. Oh boy! I was ready to eat one of those bacon wrapped hot dogs. I couldn't find one of those that was in action. Hmm. Have you thought about having more typical snacks around the office? I mean, for what, such an occasion, what even is a typical snack anymore, Jordan? It's a great point. Millennials. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? What are those guys snacking on? And potatoes. Probably dick pics that they're getting over Snapchat. Yeah. And they're trading them for Bitcoin to buy Minecraft. Yeah. Anyway. Edible heroin. Probably, yeah, they are probably eating edible heroin. <laughs> That's my best guess. Yeah. I'm not an expert. Yeah, well, I think what they, they can, you can shave it over the top of something like Parmesan. Oh, or like a truffle. Mm hmm. If you, you, the question is that you have to decide is if you're going to go, if you're going to cheap out and just get heroin oil. Yeah. Which there's barely any heroin even in that. Yeah. Or you're gonna get the the sh- or you're gonna get the real heroin nugs shaved. Sure, if you really want to go into that K hole, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of heroin fries, uh, let's introduce our guest on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know him, of course, as a celebrity entertainer, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, famous heroin advocate, <laughs> <laughs> popular, a popular, a popular musician uh, in the world of. Um, uh, Indie pop, electronic, contemporary classical music, uh, a doyen of the world party scene, uh, the great Dan Deacon. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? Oh, it's what a pleasure to have you on the show, Dan. It, it's a it's a real honor that you're visiting us here in Los Angeles. I have to say, I'm really, I, you know, I listen to the show, and I've always figured that you you do the segment just you two in the beginning, and then like splice in when the third. Per- I'm happy to know that, like, oh no, the third person has to sit uncomfortably there. <laughs> yeah. it's, I can't wait to go back and listen to yeah. just the beginning segments, imagining the guests sitting there silently. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about all the different scratching, phone checking you could have been doing. <laughs> sure. I mean, I honestly, I had an experience not that long ago. We just reran this on Bullseye where, you know, mostly I know about the uncomfortable, distracted things that people do from the introduction of Jordan Jesse Go. While Jordan and mm-hmm. I are talking, somebody just sits there at the microphone quietly um, and checks their phone or whatever. Uh, we just reran this interview I did with Russell Simmons, hip hop entrepreneur Russell Simmons. Uh, he did that throughout the interview. While he was talking, while I was talking to him, there was no time when he wasn't doing something that was completely different from talking to me. Probably get some pretty uh, big text messages. I know. Like yeah. I, all that I'm going to get is like, "Did you, uh, dude? Are you home?" And I'll be like. No. <laughs> And that'll hey. be it. Who's this, who's this dude who wants you to come home? <laughs> dude, dude, come home, dude. Dude. <laughs> no, I just, uh, dude, this is E.T. When you tour constantly, your friends just assume you're not home. Right. Yeah. Uh, I never get asked, what are you doing? Like, or like, do you want to do this? It's just like, are you home? Mm. Are you in the United States? Do you, 
do you want to play a game? Do you, Whereas, these all sound th- <laughs> maybe it's just the voice you're doing. These sound like the beginnings of a serial killer's cat and mouse it's thing. A, it's a dead version of me from the future that texts me. Or like oh. pro- propositions from a dark millionaire. Sure, yeah. I'll take any of these. Dude, I'd love to get these texts. Are you home? <laughs> would you would you like to play a game? What's your guys' summer dude, are you home? Whereas I feel like <laughs> the sinister sequel to Dude Where's My Car. I feel like Russell Simmons, like the only like the text message he was getting as I was talking to him was just from like Naomi Campbell saying, Do you want to see my boobs? You know I mean? Dude, are you like, home? That's the it'll be better. It'll be Russell better than Simmons watching has. me on House of Style in nineteen ninety four. Uh uh. What's your guys' ideal proposition from a dark millionaire? Let's go around the room. I'll start. Yeah. My ideal proposition from a dark millionaire, I'll say dead – okay. I have to – Before you go, sure. what, do you, what's, what's, what do you mean by ideal? Uh, this is like – you know, so you get that text from a dark millionaire mm-hmm. and it will be something leading like, you know, are you home? Do you want to play a game? Are you feeling adventurous? And you, when you get do the you text, like your life? It's just something mm-hmm. kind of open ended. It sets off your custom sound that just is associated with dark millionaires, mm-hmm. which is you know instead of going do loop or whatever your phone does for ordinary text messages, it goes bum bum bum. All right, now so you know it's a dark millionaire. You reach into your pocket, you pull it out. Mm-hmm. Something where I get a blowjob in his boathouse, uh-huh. and I have to guess if it's his wife or not. <laughs> That's mine. And then if I guess right, I don't know, I get a guy get his boat or something. So here's my my initial feeling. Yeah. I have to travel to a sort of central European country I mm-hmm. haven't uh I haven't ever been to. Uh-huh. Um and I have to fight my way through that country. Okay. Um uh, it's something they do once a year. Uh, the, it's a sort of a most dangerous game situation. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, and all I have to protect me uh, is a martial art that I've created. Okay. I think I know where this is. Finish up. Based on my gymnastic ability. Mm-hmm. And I have to fight my way through the village of the crazies. Um, and eventually, if I win, then I get uh, diplomatic immunity. I can prevent a nuclear war. And while I have never medaled in the Olympics, I am a world champion in gymnastics. And, and I combine gymnastic skills with the karate kills. Sure, yeah. because this is this Jesse. This is the plot of Gymkata. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. The ideal is to be sure in the movie Gymkata. Seems like that. Seems like that reboot's ready, right? Oh yeah, they're doing a roadhouse. Yeah, I mean, who Jim Cotta's next? You know who I would have star in it? Uh, uh, that uh, uh, that girl that won all those medals four or eight years ago. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess we're light on <laughs> gymnastics celebrities these days. Yeah, I mean, so maybe uh, uh, maybe Jim Cotta's not. What was the her best name? Reboot. Dominique something. I don't know. Dominique Dawes is that a is that her? Sounds like it'd be a good star of this film, even if they're not a gymnast. I say we just yeah. have not. It's a nice alliterative name, yeah. I think. I'm getting a nod from outside the booth that Dominique Dawes is something. Okay. But I think I'm going I'm going with Nadia Comaneci. I've changed my mind. That's who you want to star in the Yeah, from the seventies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well I mean I think she's due for a comeback. Yeah. And I think like the Roadhouse reboot, gender swapping it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think it gives it a little ex- a soupçon of uh, zing. Sure. You know what? What? Now that you mention the extra zing we get from gender swapping it, mm-hmm. uh, why don't we just go with Kristen Wiig? 
Oh, she's good in everything. She is. She's, she's good, good in everything. everything. <laughs> Who's to say that she wouldn't be good at uh, gymnastic skills and karate kills? Yeah. But, I mean, I think she would, like, she would really commit to it, the character. She would. Would you rather her just play you in the make the film about your uh, dark millionaire proposition? Here's my preference, Dan, and I'm glad you asked that. I would like her to play me in my day-to-day life because I think she would make better decisions than I do. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't do things just for the money. She'd do it for the passion. She's very talented, much more talented than I am. She's very good-looking. I don't think my wife would be disappointed. And she would probably slip in some tasteful improv. Personally, I, while this was going on, I'd probably go in one of those uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Have you done one of those before? No, but I mean I feel like the millionaire would probably pay for that. Yeah. Have you you sensory deprived yourself? I have. A friend of mine tweaked. Deprived yourself of of your senses? senses. I guess I – They're really amazing. What did you is this it's a it's a tank of water. Did you go to a center or somebody's house? I guess it's both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is getting good. Sure. Uh, th- uh so this guy's first name was Swami. What was his second name? Uh is is it's Twig Swimmy? Harper. Okay. Um and him and his partner run a place called Tarantula Hill. And this Baltimore. sounds dangerous. Well, I, I don't This sounds like a really difficult Mario Kart course. <laughs> You definitely don't want to want to be on Tarantula Hill. Uh, I don't think they call the float part of the house Tarantula Hill, but that was like the name of like when it was like a noise house. So far, this sounds like uh, something that's happening in Detroit that uh, Vice TV would do a segment mm. on. Yeah, I, I could see it. Okay, so you go. You, so you go up to Tarantula Hill. You go to Tarantula Hill. You the, there's an old man at the base of Tarantula Hill warning you not to go up there. It, because you'll be doomed, doomed. <laughs> so, and you, and no, then, he's warning you to get there. He's like, you have, you were already supposed to be here. <laughs> Didn't you get the text from the? I was asking yeah. you if you were home. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I was twenty-two years old. Uh, okay, so you get there, and then, then, uh, then what? Uh, you go in like a, like a little small room. It's like it's kind of like a, kind of like a hippie doctor's office kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you take a shower, and then you get inside this tank that's uh, body temperature, like water, and you can't tell the difference between the water and your skin, and it's so salty that you can't sink in any capacity. And then once you start to figure out how to, like, let your head rest, that's when you begin to really just start to – your mind starts taking over itself, and it's You start to float on wings of dreams. The craziest part when I was first doing it is when or I – Or anything else that happens in the theme song <laughs> to Perfect Strangers. Uh, real sad fact about Perfect Strangers is mm. that when you reference it on stage uh, when you're playing a show at a college, no one has any idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Fucking millennials. It's just millennials. Fucking millennials. Just they don't know about drifted Balky. into the ether. They don't that's know the about Cousin of, Larry. That's the kind of important thing that they need to learn about. Yeah. yeah. Let's reboot that. Yeah, let's make that a priority. Yeah, hey, millennials, millennials, you're going crazy for Rugrats. You're going crazy for <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life out there. Why don't you do yourself a favor? Stop illegally downloading Animaniacs and watch a little watch a little Perfect Strangers. Learn about Balky Bartokomos. Life is an only hey dude. Yeah. There's sure. life outside of Nickelodeon or SNCC. Do you think it'll get to the point? Which was Saturday night, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want really, to talk about something really other like than clarification? Yeah. yeah I, can I make a recommendation to you, Dan? Sure. Anytime you're tempted to say perfect strangers, just say good burger. Mm. Okay. 
I think pretty like remember that show about the European cousin who comes to live with his New York friend, <laughs> Good Burger. <laughs> I think it'll work. I think all you really have to do is just say Good Burger. I would love if the Perfect Strangers Wikipedia got vandalized on a regular basis to just to <laughs> make burger. it about Good Burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you when you tripped when you tripped in the tank, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like you got anything as a creative person out of it? Like, did you bring anything to your music or what have you? It was very anxiety relieving. Oh, huh. I, I, I it was during a period of my life when I was realizing that I had anxiety constantly, and it was just like my only go to state. Like, I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh. Emails, oh, everything I like, I now hate. Um, <laughs> focusing on email. Sure. Uh, you used to like email. And then I you used got to, to love report. email. I have that same problem, but I'm a millennial, so it's like, oh, Snapchat. Everything I like, I now hate. <laughs> mm. uh, and then I just was floating in the tank, and I don't, I can't remember any specifics about it other than I had no idea how long I was in there. I know, I mean, I know I was in there like 45 minutes, but. Time stopped being a thing. It was very much like a regular psychedelic experience, but I just knew that, like, when I was done, I could, like, talk to another human being without being, like, afraid that they're going to call the cops. <laughs> Did you have any visions, like, for yourself, not literal or otherwise, for yourself in your life? Uh, I believe, I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I've done it a couple of times. I'm trying to remember the first float. Um, Is it called a float? It's called a float, yeah. yeah. And uh, Have you ever gotten a flight of floats? I did buy the the group package. Yeah, I, mean, I think I got the flight of floats. Yeah, you know, the, if you go to TGI Fridays and you order a margarita for a couple bucks more, they'll throw in a float of Grand Marnier, mm. and that's that's, that's quite an experience too. It yeah. would be awesome if if you paid a couple of more dollars and they put you in like a salty tank of water. <laughs> I would <laughs> until the apps come out, <laughs> or a margarita tank. <laughs> I would like to see like a business that maybe a Busta Rhymes would start. Mm. Where you float in a tank of Grand Marnier. I think that would be – I mean I don't know what Buster Rhymes is up to these days. That's but. what I was wondering. Is like well, how diverse is Buster Rhymes' portfolio? Do you think he owns like like uh, you know, a majority share in any companies? And- yeah, I think Buster Rhymes has a very diverse portfolio. He must, right? Portfolio. How so he not? probably owns he – owns he owns a nice chunk of Grand Marnier yep. and he also has a tank company. Yeah. So he's like this could <laughs> – The synergy here. Buster, call us. <laughs> call us. We can help you out, dude. Mr. Rhymes. Yes. <laughs> Please. Mr. Rhymes is my dad. Call me Busta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, did you accidentally drink any water or pee? Nope. Uh, didn't pee. Didn't drink any. The one. Did you have to pee at all? I feel like if I got in one of those tanks 10 minutes tops before I had to pee. Mm. Uh, I did make sure to, to get all the pee out before I got in the tank. I would find new pee. You got to get the pee out. It's very dehydrating as well, so maybe you wouldn't. Mm. Oh, really? Well, you're in a big salty pool of water, right? So, but isn't it? It's not like a. It's not like when you brine a turkey that it makes the flesh moister. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I is. think the salt helps the water penetrate. How delicious hmm. were you when you got out? <laughs> I tasted great. The dark <laughs> millionaire ate me, and it was a wonderful time. Can I suggest an alternative to yeah. this? I, I, again, the Grand Marnier might be a good one, mm-hmm. but what if it's salt water and like rosemary and a little lemon? That sounds nice. That does sound nice. That Not would too, be nice. yeah. Just as a nice, a nice you're, light flavor. I mean, you want to taste. You want to get good poultry and mm-hmm. taste that. But if you add a little bit of an herb, it gives it a nice kind of almost a. You almost smell it. It's an effervescent. Effervescent. Yeah. 
Speaking of effervescent, please. What if we just uh, what if we put some Alka Seltzer in there? Oh, that's nice. I've that always wanted nice. to go in a big tank of Alka. I'm dead serious. That yeah. would be. I think about it all the time. That would be pretty dope. Oh my god, just sticking your hand in, I feel so good. That would yeah. be fun. Now, have you? It seems like you've already kind of lived a dark millionaire fantasy <laughs> by going up to Tarantula Hill and going and tripping in a tank. But do you have an alternate one? I know we. We both said ours. Do the you... dark millionaire would text me and be like, do you want to blow some guy in my boathouse? And he's going to guess if it's so. <laughs> it's, 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 he's going to guess if it's my wife or not. It will not be dude, my I'll wife. I'll be home next week. I can't wait to do it again. Man, that's going to be great. Uh, that's know, synergy. A dark millionaire fantasy. I'd love a I – I guess I'd rather be – it be kind of the situation where um, I show up and we're eating dinner and he's like – I'm sorry, I have to do this. And I get like blindfolded and I wake up and I'm like flying a helicopter and I have to figure out how to land it. That's, yeah, cool. that's yeah. dope as fuck. Because I don't even one. have a driver's license. So that would be like, it'd be, it'd be very difficult sure. for me to do Huge this. Huge curve. By the way, can I interject something just mm-hmm. to re millennials, et cetera, et cetera? Sure. <laughs> I've given myself full permission. And I just want to put this out there just so listeners know mm-hmm. to say things are dope as fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, because it feels really good. I said it a couple of weeks ago. It felt really good when I said it. I, and I've I feel like I've earned it. I deserve it. Sure. Um, you know, I'm 34 years old. I'm a businessman. I'm a father. I'm a home homeowner. Um, it's a good list. And, and if I think that something should just is, his Twitter bio. If I think something, <laughs> and then uh, social media ninja. <laughs> Love crosswords. Yeah. Uh, I I think I I think if if I think that something's dope as fuck, I, I deserve to say it. Of course. I like I like dope a lot. I've been using dope for. A couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And it maybe started out as a little bit of a showy thing, I would say, as kind of a joke. Yeah. But I think it's useful. It feels really good. It does feel really good. And I think that, like, some things – like, some things are just dope, you know? Like, it's – I don't know. It's it's a heartier cool to do you, me. Do you I started – I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Yeah. I started saying cool beans the same way as a mm. joke. And then it was just like – Cool beans. And then I started saying true beans when someone <laughs> dropped some like real intense yeah. information. I'm like, whoa, true beans. True, true beans, beans, yeah. Yeah, that feels Back good. to the Future did predict 9 11. <laughs> you know, not that, true beans. Not that long ago, I, we gave ourselves permission to enjoy uh, the phrase D's nuts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I think that, f- that we're, we're f- this can really fit right in that rubric. Like, it is, I think this is an earned privilege. Mm hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect uh, the generation that comes after millennials uh, to have earned this privilege yet. Generation next. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's not what they're really called. <laughs> generation <it>? Snick. <laughs> generation <laughs> Snick. <laughs> they're called the Doug generation. There is an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, right? I think there's a there's a Goosebumps movie coming out this month. For whom? Hard to say. I think I think this is just Obama. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> film. one night only at the White House. I uh, love the one where uh, they go to the carnival and it turns out the carnival's in space. Wish you could have seen it. Shame they destroyed the film the moment it was done. I've got two daughters myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this. I think the Goosebumps movie is one of those things where it's like, well, I think it's for kids, and I think it's like, well, kids will see any shit. But if we can also get a handful of grown-up nerds in here, mm-hmm. then we're we're doubling down. Yeah, if we can just get something we can throw up on the big screen at Comic Con. Yeah, sure, exactly. Standing O in Hall H. Yeah, the the Goosebumps trailer. Yeah, Booster Gold the movie. <laughs> um, I love to see finally, the, finally uh, the list of rejected uh, 
movie developments of like the Perfect Strangers movie, stuff like that, like the spinoff of like, well, where's Carl Winslow been since Family Matters? Oh, yeah. And maybe just kind of like a dark procedural because he was a cop. Maybe mm-hmm. you put him into kind of like a seven type world. You know what I think? That's who, the darkest so it could side possibly side get. I found I find out who killed Urkel. <laughs> See, that, that, that's actually uh, season two of Serial. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Who killed Urkel? Who turns, killed Urkel? It turns out it turns out to be uh, it turns out to be Mr. Winslow. Oh wow! I think that might actually be a Key and Peele sketch. Now that I think about it, oh, I think I just ripped off. I'm sorry. Who killed Urkel? I gotta go. <laughs> no, I think Urkel. Anyway, killed. let's just say some funny football player names. <laughs> uh, I bet you. I bet you would be so hard pressed to find a you know a thing from that millennial, hey, remember this pocket Mm -hmm. that doesn't have at least a movie treatment written about it. I I bet there is nothing. Uh, I've got some uh, buddies who are screenwriters uh, who are writing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And they said that they got just after the Lego movie became a big deal, like the weekend, the Monday after the Lego movie opened, every person who was kind of a screenwriter got called and said, what can you do with blank? And that's that just got tons of people working so uh, anyway anyway i'm actually i have working. no insider info about the sonic the hedgehog movie <laughs> by the way do not tweet me i don't know if amy rose is going to be in it i, I don't uh, know how big a role tails will play i'm working on a, a treatment for uh boy boang cornick mm. um the it, beloved corn nut well it's a corn nut like mm-hmm. filipino snack food yeah um it's mostly for the uh pinoy market mm. but, um i think if we can Incorporate a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know, Mr. T cereal. Sure. Something like that. Well, are you trying to create a shared snack universe? Yeah, exactly. Holy shit, the cereal movies. <laughs> like Tony the Tiger. Like, where sure. the fuck is this? A booberry for Halloween. What is two cam? You're being booberry for Halloween? Oh, no, I'm saying oh. for Halloween. I was really excited for you. Yeah, that was <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween, but maybe I do now. Maybe I'll be booberry. Are you I- worried that people are going to think you're Veruca Salt? It's a concern. Or the band Veruca Salt. I think I'll just ha- so if anybody's out there in the LA area and they're going out for a com- uh, uh, for Halloween, call me because I think what will clear that up is if I have a Count Chocula with mm-hmm. me and a fruit brute. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then, because if I'm walking around by myself, yeah, they could probably just think I'm Veruca Salt. Yeah, but if I'm with. The other monster cereals, they'll go, oh, this is a group costume. I better not go out with you, Jordan, because I'm going to be Mike TV. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and that is definitely going to get people thinking that you're Veruca Salt. Yeah, that would be a concern. Yeah. No, oh, we'll see how it all plays out, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bad. When we come back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dan Deacon, the, the last guy to say this. Yeah, it's factually correct. This is the last episode of the show. So, yeah, <laughs> this is... I mean, I, I know there's a long list of guests to get for the last episode, so thanks for letting me uh, Yeah, no problem. Come in. We just I wanted am... it to be a... We, we thought about making it a cavalcade of stars. Right. But then we're like, Dan Deacon shines so bright yeah. that he'll eclipse Hugh Jackman. He'll eclipse <laughs> Claire Danes. Yeah. He'll I eclip- love that Hugh Jackman was the first, your go-to oh. number one celebrity star. <laughs> yeah. Claire, Claire Danes was number two. <laughs> I got involved. The people I have two interests. People Van who Helsing. have been in X-Men. Yes, Van Helsing and Homeland. I got involved in, at some point, trying to explain to Danes in Copenhagen who Mandy Patinkin was. Mm. Uh, and uh, they, those I'm not f- clear on who Mandy Patinkin is. Mandy Patinkin. I I was a I was a post PA on the show that became Criminal Minds uh-huh. that he is the star of. Yeah, uh, still not clear on who he is. He's a broad, <laughs> Broadway legend. He's yeah, a Inigo Montoya from mm-hmm. The Princess Bride. I know all this, and I still don't know who the it is. The star of Chicago Hope. I know all this. The star of Homeland. Unclear. <laughs> I thought I knew who Mandy Patinkin was, and now you're. Did you show know me? There's the so many signs. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It is like the funniest name. Oh God, it is. Yeah. yeah. Real and he's one of the funniest guys because he sings like an angel. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful that's, voice. He really does sing like an oh, beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous. I mean, um, not quite as gorgeous as my voice just now. I can't wait to sample it. <laughs> but this is like, over. close. Anyway, uh, Dan, Abari uh, uh, X is just queuing up the um, uh, instrumental for Wind Beneath Our Wings. So mm-hmm. whenever you want to sing that to us, sure, just let just us Just without hearing, just blind, right? Yeah, well, he's gonna he's gonna run that straight into the recording. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think I think to follow up our Perfect Strangers segment, we're probably gonna then also talk about the show Wings. Right. So I think at the end of that would be a nice segue into Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. I think people would. The, the reboot of the action movie version of Wings with Nick Cage is gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It'll be Con Air-esque. Exactly. It'll focus as both a reboot of Wings, <laughs> an action movie reboot of Wings, and. Con Air. I, I would like to take this opportunity, by the way, mm-hmm. to mention this to our audience. If you haven't heard, uh, I am about to go on tour with Bullseye. Let's just say we haven't revealed our guests, but uh, but uh, someone here <laughs> may be appearing on that tour in a place near his Can you hear the winking he's actually doing? I've, I've never tried to uh, injure my eye as much as I just did. Dan's going to be Dan's going to be on the Washington DC show. Uh, that is the first guest we have announced. Uh, this will probably come out in 2 weeks so uh, cool. we may have announced the guests all of the guests by then. <laughs> but uh, Dan Deacon one of the many amazing guests we're doing Boston, DC, uh, Manhattan, uh, Brooklyn, LA and Philadelphia. Uh, and all the infos at bullseyetour.com. Um, so, like, run, don't walk, get your tickets because we're, we're, it's about to be a, a real explosion when we announce the guests. Very excited. Um, it's super exciting to have you on the show, Dan. Uh, but you, that is not the only by, – by, that is by no means the only tour date that you have in your future. Uh, no, it's actually going to be the last night of the first leg of a tour that I'm opening up for Miley Cyrus. So it's going to be real similar energy. So, <laughs> was, this, was this something that a dark millionaire invited you to do? Yeah, jeez. Funny you should ask. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs>
I got a text. I was at the airport. I can't, I can't. It was a small airport. I can't remember which. I was. I don't know. Some so the airport from Wings. Wings. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Lowell was there. Yeah, Lowell, Talking to this uh, guy, Lowell, Stephen I was, Weber. I just want to say, Do- and obviously it's not Dauber, but I was like, what, what, what was the Dauber character? In the- yeah. Um, Lowell was there, and he was like, "You got, you got a text." So I took out my phone because um, I don't get notifications. I have vibrate off, and I have to, Lowell has to tell me when I get a text. Right. Sure. Um, sure. Anyway, back to reality. Uh, <laughs> back to the non-wings reality. <laughs> Look, guys, every, back to life. Back to reality. Mm-hmm. Every nine days or so, I get a weird text message from Wayne from the Flaming Lips. <laughs> well, I think that's all and, of our uh, experience. <laughs> it's, it's a really – it's like my favorite social media. Dude, are you home? Some of us uh, eight days. Some of us ten days. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's normally like an animated gif of like an eyeball turning into like another eyeball or something. And, I only um, get texts from Ariel Pink. <laughs> oh. I'm such a loser. And uh, this one had actual information. I just get dick pics from Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> that never mind. Uh, I mean, he's like 90 years old. It's got to be impressive. Got to be going down. And he though. knows how to use Snapchat. Wait, is this a real thing? That I get dick pics from Chuck Berry, <laughs> or that uh, is this, this isn't referencing a real? I can't. No, no, uh, no, no. God, I hope not. Yeah. Dude, I, Who has the sex tape where they fart on everyone? <laughs> Is that Chuck Berry? Is that Chuck Berry? I think – isn't this like I th- a proto – I th- here's what he I had, think. He had like cameras in his restaurant, right? Here's what I, I think. I think you're just thinking of the show The Grinder. I could be – yeah, I could be. Yes. I think Chuck Berry had a proto – a proto-internet like sex tape where he farted on everyone. This is the kind of thing that I would ask Ibarian X, who's behind the board this week, to look up. Only I don't think he should have to look that up. <laughs> I'm going to – here, I'll look it up on my personal phone. Okay. So you got a text from Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips, Oklahoma City's famous – or mm-hmm. Tulsa. Where does he live? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's legendary. Semi-recent Long John Silver's employee. <laughs> right? Didn't he work at Long John Silver's like into him being a famous guy? I don't know. I, I – I hope so. There's yeah. a lot of things here that need clarification. Fingers anyway, crossed. Yeah. I hope the site that you that answers your Chuck Berry farting also has like fun facts. <laughs> yeah. Fun, yes. Fun Did indie rock fact. Uh, so yeah, I just got this text being like, uh, are you available in November or December? And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to play the, the most dangerous list. game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think so. What do you what's, – what's up? And he was like setting up a tour with Miley – Hold tight, or something like that. Something like he just and he just said Miley. Yes. Wow. And then um, or Cyrus. I think he just said Cyrus actually. Um, and I started immediately. I I, I have a lot. Did of, you clarify whether it was Miley or Billy Ray? I didn't. I, mm. I should have right right off the bat. Okay. So. <laughs> We have confirmation outside the studio in the form of a YouTube video called Chuck Berry farts on hooker. <laughs> I'm glad I was right about that. I was really afraid that uh, that, 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 that was like just your imagination. Yeah, it was something I came up with while I was in my deprivation tank. <laughs> so you got an, you got an e- you got a text message from. I'm trying to just recap here for mm-hmm. folks who just turned in. Uh, Dan Deacon, <laughs> you were at the you were at the airport from Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. and you got a text message that said, "Do you know the chord changes for Achy Breaky Heart?" And I was like, did you know that Chuck Berry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, where is the – does anyone know the airport in Wings? Because I just realized the airport was Newport News, Virginia. Oh, um, huh. I, th- I mean, I think Ling- 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 Wings was in New England, right? It had a kind yeah, of a New England right, right, vibe. Right. Yeah. Newport News Airport, great airport. Though. Anyway, this is all information for Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please at message Ted Cruz. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, for uh, so this has been for, going on for a while, yeah. but I didn't. I get a lot of. I've got a weird life, um, so I get a lot of things like, "Do you want to like write a piece for the Empire State Building to be dressed up as like you?" <laughs> and then it'll obviously never happen. So I just assumed this was going to be something no that, that attitude. Was like, it's not. <laughs> Come on, man. I just figured this wasn't uh, real. Mm-hmm. Um, but then slowly it started turning from texts to actual emails between someone besides me and someone besides Wayne. Yeah. And then... Wow. Uh, so how how long is this tour and where will you be going? As it stands now at the time of taping, it's six performances. Okay. We're kind of like ghosting your tour. Um, sure. A lot, of, well, a lot of overlap <laughs> a lot there. Of overlap. Yeah, I sort of like it's like a stock car race. You know, you, mm-hmm. you got to catch my tailwind. <laughs> it's uh, that's, Chicago... that's what Miley Cyrus relies on for ticket sales. Uh, Chicago, Detroit, um, New York, DC, Boston, and Philadelphia. So supposedly there's other dates in the work, but I get information sort of like two weeks after sure. it's leaked. Uh, and this will this be the. I mean, I'm trying to kind of imagine where a Miley Cyrus would perform. Will these be the most people you have performed for? No. If, if it was like a real sort of – real is the wrong word. But if, if it was an appropriate tour, yeah. I mean she could probably sell out like the Staples Center. Yeah. But these are all in the biz. We call them undersells. Oh. So they're like in like four or 5,000 capacity venues rather than like – Stadiums or arenas? I mean, these are the kind of places that you could headline. No, yourself. definitely not. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I guess we should also <laughs> mention something I didn't know until we were chatting outside. But uh, Wayne Coyne is producing Miley Cyrus's album. That's why it came from him. Yes. which is oh, probably yeah, yeah. a weird detail. She made a free out al- specifically. I think she, they made an album together, and she gave it away for free. Right? Yeah, on SoundCloud. Yeah. I thought it was a tight move. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I support almost everything about Yeah, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus is full of tight moves. It, except for the couple of things that give me the creeps. Yeah, yeah. There's just not a it's uh but yeah, I think in general yeah, Cyrus net positive for the culture. Yeah, I think so too. Um uh so uh so not the most people you've performed for. I think the Arcade Fire Tour would have been Oh yeah. The the biggest like show audience. Festivals tend to be a little larger, but uh I, it'll, it's definitely going to be the most feverish audience I'll have ever. I'm, I'm really worried yeah. for like a Blues Brothers Roadhouse style moment, right <laughs> where they're just hurling bottles yeah. at the chain link fence in Are front of you. Are any of these shows at Bob's Country? Bunker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you know the theme from Rawhide? Because I, they love that. Legitimately want to learn it. Uh, are you? Because the they're all going to get the reference. Mm-hmm. Are you the only opening act for this? Like, are are is it going to be like you and then the Flaming Lips and then Miley Miley Cyrus with the Flaming Lips? It's or? just me and then Miley Cyrus with her dead pets, uh-huh. and her dead pets happen to also be the Flaming Lips. Wow! But it's two sets, uh, just me and then them. Oh my gosh! From what I know, this could probably yeah, yeah. be. You know, I'll probably get an email like in five minutes. It's like, oh no, you are Miley Cyrus, and you have to go on. <laughs> I get to wear her same outfit. <laughs> Hit the gym. Yeah. Um, so, are what kind of set will you be doing? I mean, I guess obviously the, you know, whatever material she does with the Flaming Lips won't be totally dissimilar from your music. No, but... there'll be if there was a Venn diagram, the, the center would not just be like a sliver. I think it'll be. But again, I have no idea what the, the audience is going to be. The show is sold out in a minute. Yeah. And I'm not announced on any of them when they went on sale. So it's going to be interesting to see who's like, hmm, all right. I've always wanted to know what a 
middle-aged man would do opening up for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> this is going to be – I heard he's got some sort of performance art thing going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm 14 seen... years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which I say to myself often. Yeah. I am 14. Dan, I – Good night, s- journal. <laughs> I've, I've seen you at Max FunCon blow up a party of introverts uh, – with a DJ set that featured as its piece de resistance under the sea from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> like I saw, hey, that's you, a jam. That is a fucking. I jam. saw you fucking needle drop that shit, and the floor went off, <laughs> like as though you had just bumped in the club in two thousand or whenever that song came out. <laughs> like just, just got to know how to read a room. Just like you, you are you are a capable party starter. Thank you. The question is, does that? How does that translate to eighteen-year-old women? I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly the wrong person to ask because I'm trying not to think about it. I'm right. going to wait till the moment we like are on stage the first night, and then I say like, and you drop under the sea. I drop under the sea. <laughs> I should, we should walk out to under. We've been walking out to Steely Dan. It's a hundred percent in the demo, uh, unless you have any Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I think walking out to under the sea is a good idea. Are you anticipating a higher level of swag and craft service? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Do you have, do you already, do you have a tour bus? I'll probably be bringing my ridiculous school bus. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know you had a ridiculous school bus. I do have a ridiculous school bus. How is it ridiculous? I mean, other than it being a school bus. Yeah, it's being a school bus that an adult man owns. Uh, it's converted to run on waste oil, like veggie oil. Oh, sure. neat. Uh, we probably won't do that on this tour because it's cold. This, how is this different from just the, like, the green tortoise hippie travel bus? It's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, we've got like nine bunks inside. Just a white person like, with dreadlocks making you spaghetti every night. Uh, balding, but balding, balding man. Yeah, we're all balding on the tour. Yeah, <laughs> said that stage of our lives. Yeah, just clinging on till we can get to the long, long flowing locks. Yeah. Ideally, yeah, till you can get to fart on those hookers. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be the day. Living like a true king. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he also like owned a chain of restaurants and had like hidden cameras in the bathrooms. Chuck Berry. Yeah, could be wrong about that. Yeah, Chuck Berry doesn't seem like a classy dude. But yeah, he did and invent he, rock and roll to his yeah. credit. <laughs> I think he's still the classiest of all yeah. of all roles. Yeah, I think he well is, California roll. All right, you're right. <laughs> that is the classiest role. I was going to make some Back to the Future joke about how his cousin Marvin Berry held up a phone. But yeah, well, you know, probably. I love how that line that. is delivered. It's like, yeah, how many takes in they'd be like, no one's going to get it. Can you just really emphasize this? Marvin? Marvin Berry, like as if he. Has more than one cousin, Marvin, but maybe <laughs> one that's on his mom's side, so they don't have the same last name. Yeah, that is the most bonk. That's like a, such a crazy part in movie history. Yeah. Is that thing? It what's was like on- someone was writing Forrest Gump, and they're like, "No, take that out and put it in this movie." Yeah. What's what is on the school bus, Dan? It's got a little kitchenette yeah. area. Um, was it hot plates? It's got a hot plate. Man, we do almost everything in a rice cooker, like a big commercial. Oh, okay catering rice cooker because you Neat. can kind of make anything in there. Sure. Grill bacon and it's wonderful. A stew. A wonderful stew. Bouillabaisse. <laughs> um, base. Any, anything you want, really. Gumbo. Mm-hmm. Those weird nuts you were talking about? Sure. <laughs> uh, not that they're weird, those. Boy Bawang cornates. Boy Bawang. <laughs> those cornates that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like a – the nice part about touring on a bus is that you can stand up. Or lay down. Hmm. Like I hate touring in a van because you're just sitting for like nine hours and 
can't move at all. And I just, you know, after like years and years and years of touring like that, I was just like, I'm going to buy this awful, crazy bus. And I don't drive myself. Like I've never had a driver's license. So the idea of owning like a completely impractical vehicle is all – any vehicle is a completely impractical vehicle for me. <laughs> Who drives the bus for you? Uh, good question. Started as my friend Jeff Nosach, who is the mechanic who converted it to run on diesel and fix it up. And then he became like a normal human being with a family and now lives in Maine and doesn't want to enter into the insanity that is something like a Miley Cyrus store. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, So my former on and off collaborator uh, – former on and off is like the worst way to describe right. something. Sure. <laughs> uh, my friend Chester, who plays bass in the band, has produced uh, uh, America with me. Um, he drives the bus. Uh, so I, I think he might be driving on this tour. I haven't actually emailed him about it yet. So, Chet, if you're listening, just <laughs> please drive the bus. Shoot me a text. <laughs> now, was this something that you that like had your eye on? It's like a specific bus you saw on Craigslist, or was it? I want a bus. How do I get one? I, I neither. It was actually just my friend Ray uh, being like, "Hey, I know you." This was in 2006. Mm-hmm. No, 2008. I'm sorry. And up until that point, I'd been Apologies touring as, not accepted. <laughs> as a solo act. And for that tour, I wanted to do everything live with no click track or anything sequenced. So I was like, oh, I have four drummers and four synth players and a big string section. That's where the money is. And yeah, the well, it, it is, but then it leaves you immediately. Hmm. <laughs> um, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't planning on how we would do it. And then my friend Ray was like, hey, we found this bus up in Maine. It's $1,500. It only has 50,000 miles. It's in great condition. Do you want to buy it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I started pricing out how much it would cost to do it in a regular van and it was just going to be like $25,000. And that was about $25,000 more than like, <laughs> I wanted to spend on something that I didn't own. Um, so I just started thinking about it and it just made – I was like, I know I'm going to have to put money into this and if I you know, take a portion of every show and apply it to it, how much is it actually going to be? And if it actually runs on garbage, like that will save us an insane amount of money. And it just kind of happened. It, it made kinda, sense. It, it made did, sense yeah. to buy a, so, a, a, a recycled hippie bus. So it, do it, you drive from like burger place to burger place to Chinese restaurant to Chinese restaurant in between shows just asking for waste oil? Uh, we used to, yeah. But it was wow. lar- it was largely the best places are Japanese and Thai places. They tend to have the cleanest oil. The filthier the oil, the worse. Like oh, animal fat's no huh. good. Like a burger place or a fry joint will use their oil again and again and again and again and again until it's just like sludge. Um, same with a lot of Chinese food restaurants. But uh, tends to be the nicer the restaurant, the nicer the oil. And uh, there, and how do you approach this? Like, what's we normally we go in and ask like, hey. And a couple of years ago, it was much, much easier because mm-hmm. uh, you have to pay to get rid of it. So if you are if you have less weight, you're paying less. So, And we try to stress them like, hey, we've been doing this. We're not going to make a mess because some people do like lock their stuff up because someone will have come once and then like spilled oil everywhere sure. and create a nightmare. Uh, lots of times we'll contact the venue and be like, do you have a partnership with any restaurant? Can you save us some oil? We'll pick it up. Um, and we used to have this insane system where we'd collect it and then clean it if it was filthy by running it through jeans, so like by tying up the leg holes in the jeans and just having these like sort of like scarecrow made of oil crows, I guess. <laughs> no, that's because I'm not replacing the word hay. Anyway, um, coffee's starting to work. And uh, yeah. 
So we just like hang these pants everywhere and then collect it in buckets and that seemed really impractical and it took a really long time. So Jeff built a system that filtered as we drove and – but now it's much, much harder. People buy the oil and they like try to resell it at a premium. It's kind of like how people have found out like, oh, organic – people like the word organic food. So like we're going to just make it like five times as much. So people will hear like biofuel and it will be way more expensive even though they bought it for like 10 cents a gallon from some restaurant down the street. Hmm. Interesting. Does the car smell like delicious tempura? In the back of it, yeah. Cool. Neat. I think it's cool too. Do you have any video games on the uh, uh, the bus? Uh, iPhone. We, we all have – we love playing the game iPhone 6. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard about that game. I'd get a Genesis. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is my, my, one that runs on vegetable oil, though. Yeah, my concern is if, it would actually. You, mm. you got to be worried about uh, you know Genesis. Genesis does a lot of things that Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, yeah. so that's something that I would be aware of when <laughs> you're picking mm-hmm. a system. So, yeah, just think about what Genesis does and what, what Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in your mind. <laughs> You guys said that so calmly. I was like, I could just take a nap to them saying this again. Oh yeah, this is all. This, this is now an ASMR podcast. Yeah, we're going to be folding laundry later. So we're just going to say slogans from the late eighties. Yeah, and then go. I'm on an email list where a lot of people are into ASMR videos, and there was one recently about someone being upset about all of the posers. <laughs> And like Oof. people making fake yeah. ASMR, and, I, and it was amazing because they, they were they were accurate, and it was like every scene has someone trying to jump on, and just especially nowadays where you can like have a YouTube channel and like just put up a popular search term and then so make who, a buttload of money. Who is the creed of ASMR? I, I can't remember. I'm not into. It. They all creep me out. The moment I try listening to them, I'm like, okay, I gotta take these off. Yeah, there, yeah, that is funny that there was some guy who was like, ah, fuck my. My let's play Minecraft videos aren't taking off. <laughs> My fat shaming vlog isn't taking off. What can I do? Oh, I can uh, – yeah, I can pretend to brush someone's hair and make a click noise. I could see Neil Hamburger getting into the ASMR game. He's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, he has really so, so much voice. texture to his yeah. I would say his whole act is so soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I could pick one word to describe it, soothe. <laughs> soothe. Uh, I was talking to someone uh, who had had some success in the world of ASMR videos, and uh, she had a very big video where she was sorting decorative rocks, uh-huh. like um, you know things <laughs> you would get at the La Brea Tar Pits gift shop, right? Like shiny <laughs> rocks. Sure. And she has a lot of very very beautiful tattoos, uh-huh. and was talking about how the AS some ASMR people were mad because she thought that she just made the video to show off tattoos. Uh huh. And that it wasn't about the rock sorting. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that that was bullshit. So yes, I think it is a uh, it is a scene that has a lot of uh, very very intense opinions. For me, I really like to watch ASMR videos where people quietly explain what they're doing in the in the Sega Genesis game flashback. Mm, sure, <laughs> like how they're beating the various puzzles. Mm-hmm. How they time the jump just right. It's kind of a platform puzzle yeah. game. I'd like to watch one that's just describing like like. This is a 1994 VFW hall, and the scandalous ska all-stars are about to start. I'm just going to describe all the suits that they're wearing. It seems to be an inflatable octopus pool toy that someone's riding. Let's just just look at that. Two trombones here. Mm. (laughs) Deeply soothing. Um, So what is your biggest... 
What are you most excited about, about going on tour with Miley Cyrus? Uh, well, I guess I'm excited to... I've always wanted to tour with the Flaming Lips. Mm -hmm. I feel like of experiential kind of bands, they kind of hold court currently. Sure. And I'd, I'd, you know, just, just seeing... When you see a show every night, it obviously, like, impacts your own. And uh, yeah, I've like seen them a couple of times, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I've, it's always... Yeah, it's always new and different and so fucking weird and crazy. It's They're, they're the greatest. I'm, I'm really excited just to spend time with that and just watching the production and see how they put it together. And also just to, like, watch and... The best part about the Arcade Fire Tour, we're, like, watching people, like know every single word and to be like on the verge of tears if not crying and being like I can't can't remember the last time I liked anything this much sure. like I, anything in my life do I like anything in my life as much as this guy likes there's this that one song? scandalous all-star show back in 1994 <laughs> in that VFW hall could we just not talk about that <laughs> no sorry I know that's a big that's a you wouldn't believe how much I cried at this real big fish concert sure. I went to six months ago just tears streaming bet, down yeah. my face. It's a, it's I was shaking. Power, powerful I was show. Shaking. Powerful show. I missed the Aquabats on Friday to fly up for Festival Supreme, and I was. They were in Baltimore, and I was so excited. And I actually email. I was emailing the promoter to see if I could DJ in between sets. When I realized it was the day I was flying out, and I was, I was as sad as that guy who liked those songs at the Arcade Fire show. Hmm. But I that that that's what blows my mind is when someone can love something so much that's not really attached to them in any capacity. And but, maybe I'm just like a narcissist, but I can't imagine like what I would like as much as I would. But something. those, you know what I mean? Those yeah. people, pro like the question is, how do the people who feel that way about Miley Cyrus feel about Miley Cyrus's collaboration with Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips? Because that is an open question, right? There's a lot of contention. There's the hashtag smilers hate Wayne. Uh-huh. Um, I think we've all seen that. Which yeah. I'm, ho I'm hoping to co-op. Sure. Um, uh, and switch it around. And I, th I don't know if Wayne knows about it. And if he does, I'm sure he would like own it in every capacity. But uh, I'm wondering what the Smilers will think of the, it's a Smiler. Be this is like a self-identified Miley Cyrus like fan. Yeah, yeah. They, they go. They go by Smilers. Hmm. Um, Do you know what that? What the? What the origin of that is? I think the Juggalos were going to go by Smilers, but then they went uh, Juggalos sure. instead. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, the Smilers were like, yes, we're going to throw <laughs> yeah. There was a draft. Sure. I would love like a, a celebrity death match, but not more like risk, like like a risk game where it's like, all right, I'll, I'll be the Smilers and you'll be the Juggalos. And it's like more like Risk Godstorm. For, do you guys ever play I, Risk Godstorm? No. Uh, great, great board game. I did play the future Risk with Max. Future. Risk 2025 yes, or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. 2525? It's pretty good. I There's think a future risk? There is a few, yeah, with yeah. mechs. Is there, What's are, next? are there future uh, versions of other, like, is there like a, a Monopoly with mechs? Future clue. <laughs> yeah. It was laser room with a laser. It was Miss Peacock <laughs> in the matter transporter room with the mech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is the mech a character or a weapon in this conception of clues? I, I assume I the mechs a mech is a characters. tool. It is? Yeah, it's like a robot suit you get in. Oh, I thought they were sentient robot suits. No, it's it's like a it's like the you know, the power loader from aliens. Those it's are real a now, right? Tool. Mostly. Yeah, my friend went like, on his uh, crazy school bus. <laughs> I think it's like uh, what you see, you know, like a hip teen. It's like one of those segues without the handlebars. Cool. That's a 
That's a just mech. like a yeah. That's just like a um, like a consumer mech. Have you seen the videos of like babies and toddlers like picking those up instantly? No, it's horrifying. Yeah, I bet. I fucking hate toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> and how they learn to use something. I feel like they're showing me up. You yeah. Know? I think what I'm most excited about when it comes to toddlers is if I was like toddler me, I'm, mm-hmm. I would hope that by the time I was like that toddler me was like 13, I would just like fucking hate all this shit, and then like that's the new punk. Like the new punk is going to have to. The new punk to... is just not liking those segways without handlebars. Well, no, but it, but it'll be creating something in retaliation to it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like a segue with handlebars. Segue with handlebars. So like, oh, sorry, you're riding around on that one without handlebars. But I don't want to think that punk is just hating the current technology. Like I don't think like I hate when someone's like, I only like history's greatest hits. I don't like its new stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, Granted, history's new stuff, not so great. The greatest hits does really hold up well. Like, I love Chairs. <laughs> love oh, example. Chairs the best. I would hope to think that when I was around, when, like, my friend would come in and be like, I put this thing together, it's a chair. I wouldn't be like, whatever, the ground's great. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think history does have a lot of greatest hits. You got the chair. Number one. Catapult. Two. Sega Genesis. Where I have the same list. But since then... You what know. has what has there been? That's a really good point. I mean, 3DO. Yeah. But I don't... Uh, yeah. Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. Neo Geo. Sure. So there's a few things that <laughs> there's have... A few, okay, there's been a few <laughs> things that have been good. Since Genesis. That have been there's good. a couple greatest hits since Genesis. Yeah. It's Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. What are those called, the segues without handlebars? I just see them... They have a really dumb name. <laughs> Someone tweeted something about it, and I thought, what does that mean? That is... It, they're called, like... They're called like hot dog potatoes or something. <laughs> like, are they I made by Segway? No. I, yeah, I don't know anything about I them. I think they're other made than... by Nick Cannon. <laughs> That's my best. They're bet. called Wild and Outs. Yeah, <laughs> Lil Wild and Outs. It's yeah. I will see those around, and I will. My my instinct is to laugh at them, you know, because I'm a. Uh, what do you call those guys? Who I'm a luddite. Yeah, mm-hmm. famous luddite. Yeah. History's greatest hits. History's great. I'm a history. I'm a chairman. Yeah, I will see someone in my <laughs> reaction. You ride around airports in a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just hold it with my two hands and yeah. keep it pressed against my butt. Um, I will see people riding those, and my instinct is to roll my eyes. But a lot of times, it will be like a really cool, good-looking 19-year-old, and I'll be like. Fuck man, he is owning that. Like he, that is working for him anyway. And then I will feel yeah, bad. like a, just like a hot chick rollerblading in 1992. <laughs> sure, yeah, you know, hot chick rollerblading now. Really great in those rollerblading shorts. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there is a specific kind of like fashionable 19 year old that can just cruise around on one of those and own the world. Yeah, and they don't even have to look the whole time they're they're watching that uh, fucking Odd Future TV show on their phone. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Just understanding what there is to like. It comes with a that. subscription to that. Yeah. There's a, yeah, that's a specific phone that just plays that. Yeah, God bless them. God bless them. How much do they weigh? The members of... No, the... Uh, <laughs> those uh, I mean, hot dogs. Well, we got Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> Collectively, like, how much yeah. is the whole... Or are we counting all of the, uh, all yeah. of the internet or... Yeah. Because uh, like, when those... you see someone at the airport, like, what are they doing with it once they get to the gate? Is that their carry-on? Those rollies? Yeah. Yeah, they put it in the they put it into the 
bin and run it through because that's the only place I've ever seen one in real life is at the airport. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I live in East Los Angeles. Sure. And you live in West Los Angeles. <laughs> I think that's the cultural distinction sure. here. But, uh, I think I, North Hollywood's where I see those. North oh, Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah, sure. I would have assumed on uh, Fairfax Boulevard in the uh, oh, yeah, waiting for limited edition sneakers sure. neighborhood Yeah, of there's Los a lot Angeles. of those there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did see some at the airport and the by far, much better than watching people ride them around at the airport uh, is to watch people put them in the bin to run them through the x-ray machine at the airport. That is a truly magical thing to I watch. I can't wait to see it. And the people that I was watching were sort of like the kind of guy who's wearing a trucker hat in 2015. Mm. I think those are called bros. Yeah, but like a not quite a bro. Bro classic. Someone who have worn a trucker hat back then or someone who is still wearing a trucker hat? Someone who is wearing a trucker hat currently now and is maybe 31. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. This is a hard kind of guy to pin down, but I know what you're talking about. I know about. this guy. This guy's called Blues Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blues kind of, Lawyer. Kind of person who's like, goes into Guitar Center and it's like, I want the best Gibson guitar because I heard that's what Tom Petty uses and mm. I want the nice amp and... I'm never going to learn that kind of person. And when you see him on a plane, he's Blues Traveler. Yeah, right. and he's still he, – he, when he goes to the airport dressing casual, he dresses how he did when he was dressing cool, going to like the Spin Doctors or Smash Mouth concert mm. 10 years ago. Yeah. If, you, if he was going to a Spin Doctors concert 10 years ago. I misspoke. I meant to say Smash Mouth. <laughs> Spin Doctors movie is going to be real tight though. Spin Doctors movie is going to be great. The other day I saw Spin Doctors on Conan. When mm -hmm. I say the other day, it might have been a year ago. Sure. Uh, but I was just like, hey, look at that. Spin Doctor's still getting out there. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I'm glad they're, you know, you gave me a lot of pleasure when I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish you nothing but the best. I got to say, like, you know, I, I remember, like, I guess maybe I'm just at that stage in my career. I'm like, I'd kill to be the fucking Spin Doctors. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Um, I bet they, I bet the, like, gigs they play are, like, really sweet and comfy and everyone loves them. I'm sure it's full of, I doubt there's anyone in the room that's like, do you want to check out the Spin Doctors band? Yeah, yeah. I'm you, sure it's what are you doing tonight. Knows, yeah, we like, can. Uh, there's a. There's a. Yeah, there's a party downtown, but we could just swing by the Spin Doctors show and see how that. You know, <laughs> see if that's. We'll see who's there. Um, they just in the. This is a little bit unrelated, but just in the realm of live music. Um, and this just might be a fun life hack for everybody out there. Oh, great, uh, I, Jordan! I love life hacks. Yeah, I mean that's what this show is about: ASMR, life hacks, right? Minecraft let's plays, Soylent. Soylent. <laughs> Don't get me started on Soylent. Sure. <laughs> like hipster and sure. <laughs> um, I just came from uh, I just came from uh, Las Vegas. Went to a wedding in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Our buddy Matt Myra's wedding. Congratulations to Matt Myra, and sure. congratulations by the way, also this weekend uh, our producer Brian's wedding, which was very beautiful. Big wedding, big weekend for nuptials. Congratulations to our friends Matt and Brian. Um, was in Las Vegas, home of the celebrity DJ. <laughs> so you see a lot of those banners oh, for yeah. celebrity DJs. Who's at the Omnia? Who's at the Win? And there was a big one for Tiesto. <laughs> you can just call that guy Tizio, and there ain't <laughs> shit he can do about it. You could say, "Hey, you want to go see Tizio?" And it's a lot more fun than saying Tiesto, and he can't do shit about it. He doesn't know you're calling him Tizio. Anyway, yeah, that's just a life hack. Tizio. I was in Vegas recently mm -hmm. and I saw all the celebrity DJ things mm -hmm. and I just kept thinking like 
these used to be magicians. <laughs> these used to be all famous, like Vegas's number yeah. one magician. And uh, I'm really excited to know that DJs have finally overtaken magicians. Yeah, because you still see magician billboards. Mm-hmm, but not as many. I stayed at the Luxor, so there was a Chris Angel statue hovering over my room in a Christ pose. <laughs> So there are still magicians, but you're right. They have been pushed out big time, especially in the publicity department by the Tizios of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next for Vegas, I guess? We went magician. We I mean, went... Next up is next up's Dan Deacon, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. It's indie pop electronic, a contemporary you. classical. I hope it's like celebrity chefs. Oh, like you just, get to, you, you just, just get to watch Gordon Ramsay make a – scream at like some like well-qualified staff. You know, I, I don't. I think I mentioned this, but I did a solo fans mm-hmm. in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, Jordan's great a great contribution to my life. Which is where you go to a really fancy restaurant by yourself, hmm. and you bring a book, paperback specifically. Uh, I went to a very fancy restaurant in Copenhagen, uh, where I don't really have any friends, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, I was really impressed by the amount of kitchen related theater they had going on there. Mm. Uh, different. A different cook came out with every uh, thing, and there was just a lot of them going, yes, chef. Wow. <laughs> you know one of those open kitchens where everybody yells, yes, chef. Yeah, it seems like the 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 culture of the celebrity chef, people are going to want that more and more. They want a guy with tattoo sleeves, you know, yelling and, you know, handling knives. Yeah. Although, I mean, I don't see why we couldn't just get a bunch of guys in white coats to say, yes, Dan Deacon. <laughs> yeah. That sounds much better. Can right? you? I mean, can you just prepare a pork belly somehow in the middle of your set? But if I can just scream enough people into making it, I can. I think I can do it. Oh yeah. shit! We were watching a video at work. There is a guy who is the chef slash DJ. Whoa! Uh, he's a dude who looks like if he wasn't a DJ chef, he could probably be a blues lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a hunch. I think. I think like New Jersey is his beat. Okay. Uh, but he has a turntable, and one is a turntable with a record. Oh, please stop. <laughs> please <laughs> stop right there. The other one is a hot surface that uh. he uses like an omelet bar. Oh, my God. It's pretty amazing. And I know like, just defeats the purpose of having a turntable if one of them. What's he making, Mongolian barbecue? <laughs> uh, omelets a lot. Oh, just yeah, omelets. Yeah, yeah. He's making omelets. omelets. And I mean, there are videos not of at him. the top of the chef ladder. Yeah. Usually the omelet station. I don't think he's. Uh, he doesn't seem to be trying to impress people with what he is making. It's that he is making while he's also playing, you know, celebrate. Well, he used to have. He, he has, plays basically only wedding hits, by the way, too. Oh, I, so I, I do it's like, like, elect- like that. electric slide on one thing. Yeah. And a Denver omelet on the other? Yeah. I hope he's got the hot plate with, like, a contact mic on it so he can crossfade to just, like... (laughs) (laughs) The sound of cheese melting. We're giving Dan Deacon ideas for his big Miley Cyrus tour. Yeah, or my Vegas residency. I hope we don't get you replaced by DJ Chef. DJ Hot Plate. My recommendation to you, Dan, is to focus on souffles because they're more impressive. Okay. Thank you. This is the kind of life Mm -hmm. advice I need. Anybody can flip an omelet, but if you can flip a souffle... How much do you think of... Billboard in Vegas costs. Boy, that's a great question. Because, like, couldn't you just make up some DJ, chef, mag- magician And all, combo? The, all, all DJs just look like men. Yeah. They just look like <laughs> man 27B. There's nothing mm-hmm. There's nothing distinct about Tizio's look. What it, I would it's like, like a clip art of a, of a DJ. Yeah, right, yeah. What I would like to see is, like, a dead mouse billboard, mm-hmm. you know, that says all the information about how he's appearing at Zen at the Bellagio or whatever. 
and then the picture is George Wallace with that backwards Kangol hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would like to see. <laughs> yeah, maybe when DJs are pushed out, they will need to team up with the like legacy comedians. Oh, that would be great. Just just go see. Uh, just go see. What's that guy called? Uh, Terry Fator. Uh, yeah, I think he died. Oh no! I, who's who's one of those celebrity DJs that you see in Las Vegas? It's like Tizio. Tizio. So you just go see Tizio uh, with Rita Rudner. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck man, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty into that. Just buy the billboard. Yeah, and then it'll happen. They'll That's have to I'm do saying. the show. Like I just want to have somebody be like DJ Five Camels, and then just like Five Camels with like shades, <laughs> and then it's like at the ice room. You sound like pretty dope camels. There's no ice room. There's no DJ Five Camels. People are just wandering around looking for how to get to it. Mm-hmm. And then you just get like some sort of Google Analytics to how many people are searching for this. Then you could go to the club and be like, change your name to the ice room, get five camels. Fortune <laughs> ready to be made. Jesus, this is a great this is a great life hack. I'd like to see one of these guys, <laughs> honestly, just you know, everybody's waiting for the drop in mm-hmm. this kind of music. Fucking needle drops. Under Dusty. Mm. <laughs> Under Dusty. Shit goes crazy. That's that, a magic trick, my friend. That would be my entrance into the game. Is that the Disney song that gets shit the nastiest? <laughs> if you're looking to for shit to get nasty. Right. Up in a club or something. I mean, there's the Gypsy Kings version of uh, You've Got a Friend in Me from <laughs> Toy Story sure, 2 or 3. Sure, sure. I think I think it, yeah maybe Akuna Matata I could see Akuna Matata getting oh, things going yeah. yeah but Under the Sea is just it's the right vibe you know what I mean mm-hmm. I like to play when like you know when we played at uh, Max Fun there were a couple fights breaking out like, sure yeah. people were sobbing we put it Under the Sea and all of a sudden you know everyone was you know all the sweat soaked back into their bodies yeah it was like watching like a reverse water get thrown on somebody it was a beautiful moment i was just walking I, there were I no just, fights breaking out i no. just remember walking past the door of the room in which the party is held um and hearing the needle drop and seeing uh our colleague Lindsay pavlis uh the donor relations coordinator co-host of brian and Lindsay will totally eat that just look at me fucking lock into my eyes and go <laughs> Oh shit! Under the sea, mm. and just fucking hit the floor, just like hit the floor, like pow pow. And she, I know she's a married woman, and I should talk about yeah, her right, like right. This. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But she got pretty low, right? Oh, she got low. She dropped low, it. She low, dropped low, it like it was hot, low, right? Low, low, low. I like how you keep saying that you heard the needle drop as if I have like the Little Mermaid soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to be like. Well, you don't have the you don't have the Little Mermaid soundtrack on vinyl. That's ridiculous. You have a twelve inch of under the sea. You got the club mix, the mm. extended mix. God, I You're would on love that, that fucking twelve minute Prince shit. That by, the way, is be... on, that, by the way, is on uh, Prince's, like, album that he put out uh, just after uh, he got released from Warner Brothers. The Vault, Old Friends for Sale, mm. is just fucking him and the Revolution doing a 12-minute version of Under the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how hard it would be to get the stems to Under the Sea. Like, oh, got to get those stems. Got to get those stems out there. Yeah, then we, could, then we could fucking loop up that drum line and just go ape shit. Can we talk about... Things we wish would leak onto the internet, please. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to do two. Since okay. Yeah, you stems. do two, and I'll th- I'll think of mine, and then we'll go around the room. N- number one, the stems from under the sea. Real spoiler mm-hmm. alert there. Number two, two, the video of Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that's on there. Two, the ima- amazing CGI young Arnold Schwarzenegger from the new Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. You could make 
an unlimited amount of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies if the body data oh, of that leaked. Sure. If that was out there, you could make You could make another any... kindergarten cop. You exactly. Could... You could do anything. Fuck, I mean, most start... importantly, you could import him into NBA 2K16. Mm, yeah. Now we're talking. Sure. But that's what I would, that's what I think. Other than like you know what licky licky leaks, which is I like to call them because I love them so much. <laughs> you like yeah, to lick sure, them, sure. Uh, yes, Schwarzenegger's uh, scant naked body. That would be nice. That would be nice if they would yeah just make that. You know, just put it open out there. source. Sell it for ten thousand dollars. I'll buy it. Come on, you got the money. You, you got just, Miley Cyrus who, cash. Who, yeah, who needs a house? Those shows actually aren't paying so well. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think it would be. That last season of uh, of Hey Dude, where it was on Showtime, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was on late night Showtime. Oh yeah, shit got real nasty. That was pretty nasty. Like there was no penetration, right? But Brad and Melody fucked. Yeah, you know they yeah. did. Oh, who's that at the door? Mister Ernst. Oh shit. Yeah, you know he joined in. This one nasty dude yeah. ranch. <laughs> I can't. Hey dude, that. you nasty. <laughs> the Mets hat went on backwards. Yeah, sure. All the same actors too. Mm-hmm. All the same actors. They did not. They did not recast for the nasty after dark version of Hey Dude. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hey, Max Fun listeners, I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show International Waters, you've been missing this. I am aroused, but I have zero idea. Really. Are you really? Yeah, sorry. Name a British lady. Name a British food lady. lady. Julia Childs? I'm afraid I can't accept that. No, it's not Julia. It's no. Uh, Come on, you must know your British food ladies. International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. And Dan Deacon, the leak wanter knower. The leak wanter knower. That's me. Shit, I didn't say what my fantasy fantasy leak. Ah, jeez, Louise. I mean. Honestly, like, let's be real. My fantasy leak is Babe 3. Oh, sure. Because Babe 2 was supposed to be the second part of a trilogy mm. until it was a total disaster area. Sure. Commercially, not Commercially. artistically, of course. It's got to be, like, very popular in the Netflix world. Why is the Netflix making Babe 3? It seems like something that they – that would happen, I mean. You like, know? at this point, they're making new episodes of Mr. Show, yeah. a Pee Wee Herman movie, and they just made a Wet Hot American – uh, summer sequel. So, like, that's pretty much all that's left for me personally <laughs> is for them to fund Babe 3. And Babe 3 just stars, like, any pig. Yeah, it doesn't even not matter like get, what the yeah. pig is. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think this is the perfect time for Babe 3 because the director of Babe 2, George Miller, is hot off the success of that Mad Max movie. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? I mean, you know, they're talking about him directing Justice League, but I think I think he should do a direct to Netflix Babe sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good move for him. Um, when something momentous happens to you, this just sounds like, like a fun uh, Reddit discussion. Let's get on there, talk about our fantasy leaks. That does sound like a fun. Discussion. Let's not hear about your sexual water sports. Maximumfun.reddit.com. Different kind of fantasy leak. Yeah, my fantasy leak is a hot chick comes into my room and 
sticks a knitting needle into my waterbed, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yum, yum. <laughs> I think Babe 3 was – I'd go with Babe 3. Let's go with Babe 3. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with three. Babe 3. Yep, that's pretty solid. Babe 3, uh, just find out what happens. Because mm-hmm. the first one was about Farmer Hoggett, but the second mm-hmm. one was more about Mrs. Hoggett. Mm-hmm. second one's a really surreal trip. Yes, it's and also just great. it looks so great. Like you could watch that movie without sound and be like maybe even happier. Yeah, it is amazing. It is a real amazing thing. Okay, uh, by the way, I just found out uh, that here's my real secret mm-hmm. leak. I just found out that basketball superstar James Harden uh, speaks in a made up language uh, that includes saying "sadate" from Pootie Tang. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty delighted about that. Uh, that's basically my fantasy leak right there. It just actually just happened the in key, real life. The key to that language? Yeah, just – I would just love to talk to James Harden in the made-up language that includes stuff from Pootie Tang, <laughs> my other favorite thing besides Bay Pig in the City. I mean – Yeah, that does sound good. Fucking that would be dope as hell. What if I could get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in on the conversation? Then it would be perfect. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just fucking came out with a novel of Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. <laughs> like the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that is good. That's real? That's a real thing? That's totally real. Wow. Man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is so cool. He hates basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he just happened to be the greatest basketball player of all time. Doesn't care for it much. <laughs> <laughs> what he really cares about is extended Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking not crazy about white people just because pe- they've been treating him so poorly his entire life. <laughs> man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is fantastic. Sherlock Holmes in the public domain. Yeah, That's exactly. why apparently there's a theatrical production of it starring David Arquette. Have you seen these billboards? What? Yeah, it's David Arquette as Sherlock Holmes. Oh, is this a fucking cool camel situation? You're just trying to will it into existence with billboards and Google analytics? Is this this one of those British Christmas pantomimes? Something like that, yeah. David Arquette. I have no other information about it other than that it was not. Oh, I might have heard him on KPCC talking about it. Really? No, it might have been. KNX did 70 News Radio. <laughs> That's probably it. He was talking about it somewhere. I like, I like, I mean, who would you, if David Arquette is playing Holmes, is he playing Holmes? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can only hope that Joey Fatone is playing Watson. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> other yeah. 90s irony celebrities. My, my, uh, uh, my assumption was uh, Jamie Kennedy. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that was my <laughs> There's a fifth Tremors movie that just came out. I'm sorry? There's Tremors 5 just came out, and Jamie Kennedy replaced Kevin Bacon. Whoa. The second dude is still in Tremors. No, sorry. The survival guy who was married to Reba in the first Tremors movie is like the lone dude that's still in Tremors. Uh-huh. And it's him and Jamie Kennedy teamed up. Is Reba in it? No, Reba, Reba said goodbye to Tremors. Are, uh, they, are they back after... to being Tremors? I think so, yeah. I don't think they're... Because they weren't tremors for like two through four. Huh. What were they? They could like get out of the ground and like. I do remember. I have seen tremors too, where they're like these raptors. Yeah. But that's where my knowledge of the extended tremors franchise ends. Can I ask you? Maybe this is a better question for Dan since he seems to have a deeper knowledge. Which is the one with Kathy Lee and Hoda? That's the Today Show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know because I turned on the Today Show and it was just Matt Lauer. And they were on a rock. And that weatherman. 
Right, right, yeah, because because Kathy Lee and Hoda can sense the vibrations in the ground, and that's when they pull you down with their tentacles. What's the one that's sort of it's like almost satirical? Uh, any of the Tremors? Films. Yeah. Any oh of wait, the hold on, Gremlins two. Gremlins, Gremlins, you're thinking two. of Gremlins two. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. When something momentous happens to you, uh, like you catch that Tremors movie with Kathy Lee and Hoda, mm-hmm. uh, we ask you to call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun. And share your momentous occasion with us. We've got some momentous occasions lined up. Ibari next, roll the tape. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guest. This is Erin calling from Portland, Oregon. With a momentous occasion, uh, my husband and I just got back from celebrating our anniversary where we rented a cabin out in the woods in the middle of nowhere. There were a lot of deer around this cabin, lovely, lovely creatures. Uh, two deer in particular. I was calling about. They were on our back porch on the day we were leaving. Um, two stags, and one of those stags, as we were admiring how how graceful it was, uh, looked back at us and just started sucking his own dick. Uh, I didn't know deer could do that. I assure you, they can. It was very gross, and we ended up watching for several moments as we did not know what else to do. That's all. I think this was probably not a deer. This was probably Marilyn Manson. <laughs> he had a rib removed. Right. I think that's the urban legend. So this might have been Marilyn Manson. And he was just wearing a headdress of some kind? Yeah, or just, you know, I think he has kind of naturally occurring horns. And he is live. Yeah, sure. Deer-like. He's got hooves instead of hands. <laughs> so this probably was. These are all well-known facts yeah. about Marilyn Manson. Was the deer standing? Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine the position that it was in. Well, I don't think it was like standing on its hind legs. <laughs> I hope that would be the most terrifying thing a deer yeah, could do. right? Can you imagine how horrifying a deer just standing up would be? Well, I mean, I would say probably more terrifying than that would be a deer sucking its own dick. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of inspired. <laughs> He's making it happen. <laughs> Living the dream. You finally get finally. get that sequel to your album America Go, finished up. Going to deer yoga. <laughs> I like to see deer yoga. That would be fun. That's something positive we can take out of this call. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would say that this call is just a nightmare that's been described to us. Sure. What's um, nightmare? I don't understand. Deer's just, deer's just whatever. He's getting down. Deer's just want to have fun. I don't like that the deer did it in public. If that's the deer, the, all the deer has is public. Well, I mean, you could go into a thicket <laughs> or a cave. Maybe there's that's... lots of shit out there you could suck your dick in. What, what, hold on. I want to know what the other deer was feeling like. Was the other deer like, Dave, not here? Mm. Come on, They're man. Still Come in the on. Cabin. Come on, dude. Can we please just go behind the waterfall? Yeah. There's lots of places we could suck our own dicks. It isn't in front of these nice tourists who are celebrating an anniversary. <laughs> I mean, it would be a cool celebration of your anniversary if you could suck your own dick and thus prove that your partner was superfluous. <laughs> sure, yeah. Or prove that you're part deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for the love of God, go in a thicket. Yeah. That's where you're going to want to suck a dick. I would – I mean I know you're saying thicket. I maintain the best place for the deer to go is behind the waterfall. You can still see into the waterfall no, though. They'll be like blurry. the waterfall. Can you imagine – I mean like I'm sure the porch was lovely. But <laughs> if I was like, oh, look at this waterfall. Let's go peer behind it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> A deer. If you part the <laughs> curtains of the water with your hands. <laughs> oh, sure. And you behold the majesty of nature. And the deer, it looks at me but doesn't stop. <laughs> it's just like, for real? 
I'm back here. Don't you get the you get the porch. I get behind the water. Worse than when Mr. Ernst walked in on me <laughs> <laughs> from that After Dark Hey Dude series. Hey dude, come hey, on. Hey dude, are you afraid <laughs> of the After Dark Hey Dude series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you afraid? Yes. Do you want to play the most dangerous <laughs> game? <laughs> I like that in your. Your world, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Hey Dude ex- exist in the same universe. Oh, kind, abs- of a, kind of a Snickerverse. It'd be great to recut Are You Afraid of the Dark or it's just like uh, considered for the approval of the Midnight Society, whatever the fuck they say. Yeah. And then like they throw that stupid shit in the fire and then it just cuts to a scene of Hey Dude. <laughs> you know, if that's not already on the internet, I'll give you $40. <laughs> I swear. I mean, that – of all the other shit that – I mean, if people are looping – Two hours of Chuck Berry farting. Yeah. Which apparently they are. Yeah. They've got to be recutting Hey Dude into Are You Afraid of the Dark. There's no way that's not happening. Did you know that uh, Netflix recently uh, funded a new, you know, like, as you said, like Showtime, like a sensual thriller. Sure, yeah. Called The Further Adventures of Pete and Pete. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. But they they have a fluid sexuality. It's really hot. Yeah. Uh, And fluid genders. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's all over the place, and it is bubbling. Sounds pretty sexy. They get low. Mm -hmm. Let's take our next call. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Jess. This is Terry from Brooklyn calling in with a momentification. I was out to lunch and saw a little kid, maybe four or five, sitting at a table with his mom's iPhone. He was just randomly tapping at things when suddenly I noticed he had pulled up his mom's Tinder account and was madly swiping left and right. He did this for maybe like two or three minutes before his mom noticed and snatched the phone away from him. I'm guessing she'll have some matches to look forward to in the future. <laughs> well, thanks. Love the show. I mean, I think this is a, this is there's a strategy here for online daters, or if you're right. or you know if you're using Tinder out there and you want to match more, just assume that maybe there's some hot milfs out there. Yep. Whose kids get a hold of Tinder. Yep. So just like hold up some toy trucks, mm-hmm. maybe have a picture of yourself where you're jingling keys. Mm-hmm. Just try and attract these kids who have accidentally opened Tinder on their mom's phones. I don't mean to make us all rich, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, about putting up a camel billboard in Vegas because we've already discussed this. Are you talking no. about DJ5 camels? Because I'm really excited yeah. about it. I don't know. The if ice you, room. Uh, you guys don't have kids, so uh, you don't have this situation where you turn on your Netflix mm-hmm. on your Xbox or whatever, your Roku. And uh, you get a choice of uh, which user is this. Is this the parent or do you want Netflix for kids? I feel like I've been answering that question so much. Netflix should know I don't have kids at this point. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so I am thinking maybe we could put one of those screens when you open up Tinder. Oh, who is this for? Is this for mommy or is this for baby? Yeah, exactly. I like it. And then, yeah. Let the then, venture capital then, pour in. If you cho- I mean, if you choose the parents one, it's all of the sexy mm-hmm. and attractive pictures of, of uh, other Tinder people that you might be interested in in your mm-hmm. area. If you choose the kids one, it's the jingling keys and stuff. It sounds great to me. Yeah. I think that would be good. Or just Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, mom, date him. Oh, Buzz. <laughs> I hear he can suck his own dick like a deer. <laughs> I've not heard that about him. Oh, yeah. Very flexible. I've heard a lot he of rib things. I mean, my kids really like... Toy Story. I had not heard that about Buzz Lightyear. There's a Showtime Toy Story. Is there a Showtime yeah. Toy Story? It's nasty. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that episode of Real Sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that upsets me. Uh, Let's sit this one out, guys. <laughs> let's, let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and esteemed guest. Um, I 
had my first day of work today at a new job. And as I was walking in, I actually kind of got lost. And they're doing some construction there. And I was on the phone with my new boss, and he was directing me where to go. And I tripped and fell off of a ledge and sprained my foot really bad. And they made me go home early on my very first day of work. Um, Hopefully, I will be welcomed back on Thursday, which is my next day of work. But it was the most humiliating thing in the world. And also, it was in front of about 15 construction workers. Okay. I'm still humiliated, and I'm on crutches now. Bye. Bye. Well, nice to talk to you, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, I think your biggest concern is not that you had this pratfall in front of these uh, handsome construction workers. Uh, I think your biggest problem is that this could be a jump-the-shark moment for you. This this Mm. could be like on The Office when Steve Carell's character drove – uh, drove the car into the lake because the GPS told him that was the direction to go. And you're <laughs> like, I thought this was supposed to be a grounded show. <laughs> sure. Like, you'll do anything for a joke. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, think a, I think the biggest problem for this woman is that people are no longer going to buy into her universe. Sure, yeah. She's just... It's just too implausible. Well, you know, it's... You lose that grounding, there's nothing for the jokes to work against. I mean, she's in season eight of her life right now. Right. So and she's that's already about got when that things, syndication money. Yeah, I know. So she should just wrap it up in a classy way, I think. You know what I would recommend? Hmm. Give us a call and let us know when you get invited into a, the universe underground that's ruled by jockeys. <laughs> right. When Data Gould starts writing your life. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think she works? Where there's ledges. I don't. I can't imagine this. Yeah, I know. Maybe she's a gargoyle. <laughs> She could she be a gargoyle. Could be a professional gargoyle. Do you think those are? Do you think those? There's a lot of turnover in that gig. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's the gargoyle bosses. Well, if you don't get back by hard-ass. the time the sun comes up, you can't be a gargoyle anymore, right? That's so. true. Yeah, you're just a monster. <laughs> the gargoyles movie. That's got to be in development. It's got to be right. She had a pleasant voice for a monster. She did. I'd like to see a movie based on uh, muscles, millions of unusual mm-hmm. small creatures lurking oh, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Saw some of those at the flea market this weekend. Real hard not to buy them. Yeah, those are incredible things. There's just a couple of things that it's real hard for me. You know the way that – you know how a bunch of people on your Facebook timeline posted about the Star Wars toys they bought sure. the other day at Target? Uh, I have that problem with uh, muscles mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> like 1992 Fleer baseball cards. Mm. If I'm at the fucking flea market, mm-hmm. you can buy a whole box of 1992 Fleer baseball cards for like five bucks. Yeah. Ooh, I want to open up those cello packs. So you're talking sealed. I'm talking about sealed boxes, Whoa. unopened boxes of s- wax or cello packs, depending on the brand. Uh, if they had those of the Marvel cards, oh, oh sure. Would. I would be like, Can you see if you get some of those fucking holograms. I know. Man. A hologram I, uh, cable. God, Ooh, boy. Got to get that cable hologram. Gotta get them grams. Mm. I wonder who has the most cable holograms, like in oh, how many it is. Shit. Sure. Yeah, who's the guy? I bet they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's Mark McGuire? I think it's, it's Mark McGuire, <laughs> like how Todd McFarlane has all the Mark McGuire home run balls. Hmm. Does he really? McGuire. Yeah, yeah. Todd McFarlane spent his millions of buying. <laughs> Fuck Todd McFarlane, man. <laughs> Mark McGuire home run balls. Mark McGuire spent his millions buying cable. Holograms. <laughs> <laughs> that, those are two good Wikipedia uh, vandalizations to make. 
uh, Todd McFarlane's exclusively about how he owns Mark McGuire. Like, don't mention any of his, his no, comic get, book get work. Spawn, yeah. all the comic book work out of there. And then Mark McGuire just just lie and be like sure. known for owning the most cable hologram cards. <laughs> Sammy Sosa spent all his money on DC cards. Hmm. Bad investment. And you know, you remember that year that uh, Cecil Fielder hit over 50 home runs? Sure. Um, uh, he actually spent all his money on Pogs. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, you know just another, another he's tragic. He's with those slammers. To be he fair, is, he's got dope slammers. He's very nice slammers. This dude has some. Just another tale of a, of a professional athlete uh, you know, wasting his money. It's a shame. I know. It really is. It's a, it's a sad thing. And um... That's what his uh, 30 for 30 is about, right? His Pog addiction? Yeah, it's really – he actually got into them in, when he was playing in Japan. Mm. A lot of people don't know. They started in Hawaii, sure. pineapple, orange, guava juice. And then they went to Hawaii where they swept the Nippon Baseball League. <laughs> and great, these are great pog facts. Cecil Fielder brought yeah. them back to the United States with him mm-hmm. when he went to play for the Detroit Tigers. You know, so that's a, that's a lot of fun facts about pogs. These are yeah, all one things – those metal slammers though, so he yeah. wasn't sweating it. These are all things that you should all run and put on Wikipedia right now, please. Yeah, and if you uh, if you have any objections to this, remember, just tweet them at Ted at Cruz. Ted Cruz. At Ted Cruz. <laughs> if you have any objections or corrections to Jordan Jesse Go, please tweet them at Ted Cruz. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dan Deacon, the guest. Dan Deacon, I'm going to offer my unqualified endorsement both for your live performances and recorded works. Thank you. You mentioned earlier your album, America. I was Mm -hmm. just listening to it this morning on my uh, uh, smart telephone device. Thank you. Um, If you've never heard Dan's music, it is just something that is really remarkable, something that is really special and thrilling. Thank you. Mesmerizing, uh, beautiful, and also really fun. Like all of those adjectives that I use to describe the quote-unquote genre of Dan's genre-busting music, <laughs> um, like what is remarkable about his music is how how he can make music that is both genuinely some next-level shit, like genuinely some intellectual, progressive, fucking uh, uh, crazy-ass shit that is also just as purely melodic and thrilling and also makes you want to shake your ass. It's a real achievement. Thank you so much. That is my endorsement of Dan Deacon, whose music I really love and who is a great guy. And also, the man knows how to fucking rock the shit out of a party. <laughs> Jordan, you went to a Dan Deacon concert before, right? Hell yeah, I did. It was a blast. Yes. I mean, it seems like these Miley shows are going to be a little tough to get into, but hopefully Dan Deacon is performing in a town near you soon. If you want free tickets to the Miley shows, just tweet at Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, he's got them. He's going to be picking them up. He out. bought most of them up, I hear. I yeah. think by the time those smilers get to Dan's signature exhortation that everyone get on the floor and dance like a bunch of grown-up Bart Simpsons, <laughs> uh, I think they're going to be... I mean, that is a... Number one, that's a reference that transcends generation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, that is an irresistible call to arms. Somebody says that they want you on the floor dancing like a grown-up Bart Simpson. You do it. You just do you what do you it. have to do. Yeah. It's true. 
Dan, what's it? What's the what's the what's the product? I mean, people have all these fucking Miley Cyrus shows are already sold out. We already plugged <laughs> the shit out of these. We already plugged the shit out of these sold out shows. Uh, I guess I'm towards the. I put out a record in February called Gliss Riffer, and I've been slowly touring that for the year. I say slowly because I used the wrong word. <laughs> um, but I think next year I'm going to do probably just a couple of select shows. And I'm not sure how much I'll tour trying to do more of these like special engagement kind of things. But uh, I'm sure I'll find some way to fuck that up and end up being on the road for like 75% of the year. It'll just be at like uh, the Castro Theater in San Francisco and Grumman's Chinese in Los Angeles <laughs> and 70 millimeter. I'll be outside of all those theaters selling. Oh, are uh, you the Hateful Eight? That's me. Is that why you're yeah, – yeah, yeah. okay. Got it. Gotta I'm see it. In, gotta see it in seventy millimeter. Yeah. Got it. You gotta. Got it. <laughs> well, Dan Teagan, we are so grateful to you for making time on your busy touring schedule. My pleasure. What a joy it was to get to talk to you. It's, I think this is the longest I've had a conversation where I didn't check my email, and I'm feel, I feel really mm. good about it. Yeah. You know, you and guys, I had a wonderful time. I should have started with that. <laughs> Just mainly about having a little break from email. You got but. some. Of, you got some of that classic fucking Russell Simmons mindfulness going on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you do a lot of you do a lot of meditation. No, I don't think I've ever meditated in my life. To be honest, I have, I I try, but I just I I have a really hard time. Maybe I just don't know. You know, I remember when someone was like, the first time I heard the term "engage your core," mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, I don't what I, my my brain and stomach are separate, they're right. two different things. I don't talk, right? And then, like the first time I did it, I was like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? So I wonder if I like, yeah, meditate all the time and don't realize it, or if I just, you know what I mean? Can I make a suggestion, please? What if you just heated the vegetable oil up to ninety eight point six mm. degrees and fucking tanked that shit, got up in there? I, I'd, I, I, is it? Would I float? We could make it salty. I guess seems likely. Hard to say. I mean, from when the, you get it's out, probably salty from the French fries. When you get out, dive I into mean, a nice ranch dressing. I do taste delicious. <laughs> Everything's good with ranch. Yeah, you know. Obari and Perello on the boards this week. Lindsay Pavlis lending a hand with the production. Congratulations to the great Sunny D, Brian Fernandez, and his new wife Lauren. It was a beautiful wedding. A beautiful. I, I shed a few tears. Mm. It was really, it was really a touching thing. That's great, Jordan. I hate when people write their own vows. It never comes out right. <laughs> it, I mean, like it's not like it's. I mean, all weddings are good. Sure. They had some beautiful, really vows. fucking deep, beautiful moving vows, vows yeah. that really wowed me. Hmm. Had a great time in his wedding. So there you go. Congratulations, Brian. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your uh, honeymoon. Well, you probably Bora Bora, right? I mean, either that or they're going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. <laughs> One of the two. One of the, the two honeymoon destinations. It's possible they're going over Bora Bora in a barrel. Yeah. Something's happening with a barrel. Brian has spent all his money. He wears that barrel instead of clothes. Oh, yeah. Sure, he lost it, it all in the stock market. Yeah. Straps. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. You never know with old Brian. Yeah. Abari and Perel on the board. It's Lindsay Pavlis lending a hand. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org, 206-984-4FUN. Hashtag JJ Go on Twitter, at Ted Cruz, with your comments, complaints, and corrections. Uh, you can join the discussion on Reddit about what your fantasy leak is 
at MaximumFun.Reddit.com, where it is. I know there's a lot of people out there who are hesitant to get on Reddit because of the human monsters that populate substantial portions of it, wide swaths of it. Are you talking about r slash awe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those bastards. <laughs> cats and um, possums. But, you know, I hear a lot of feedback, like Reddit's full of, you know, Gamergate monsters. I won't go mm-hmm. up on it. The Max Fun Reddit is full of the loveliest human beings. I mean, you you just have one, just eavesdrop on one conversation between Rage Tacular and and Lip Thripper, mm-hmm. and it is a it is a beautiful. It's like as it's as though your entire body has been brined in salt water, <laughs> a little bit sure. of lemon and, and rosemary. And you taste delicious. <laughs> it's just mwah, mwah. that's what when I think of Reddit, that's what I think about. Yeah. Well, follow up with Dan Deacon by going and buying his records and going to his select dates next year. And I am not at Dan Deacon on Twitter. That's uh, another person. Yes. I'm at eBay Netflix. At eBay <laughs> Netflix. Can't see how that that's would be act- confusing. That's actually true. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.